0: yo what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't know, so and welcome back to another dope episode of sports with so so coming to you live y'all this week the heat enjoy all-star weekend in utah the panthers continue to make a little climb for that wild card spot my favorite basketball team the hurricanes are edging up that ranking and Joel and i wrap up the genesis that happened this weekend it's time to take a ride y'all let's go You know the meme I just hit you with, right? Yeah. All right, cool. I
1: know that meme very well. Yeah. I know that meme very well. You know? Hey, bro, when you just nail it, you know, first try, you <laughs> deserve to hit them with that. You got to
0: drop them every now with and the shoulder then. Show shrug. Know? Just to let everybody know that you can still do it. That's it, baby. You feel me? You feel What's going me? on, dude? Not much, man. Not much, man. Uh, it's good to see you again. Good to see
1: you likewise, right? yeah.
0: Uh, a couple days in a row here Felt like I just saw you yesterday Oh shit, I did see you yesterday
1: we were, we were together for a while yesterday Let's just say that
0: Bruh, yesterday was a good time, right? Uh, debut uh, game for um, the opening match for, for Shankaholics yeah,
1: Your debut, you made your My debut. debut Finally playing the league
0: What were your thoughts? Honestly, bro, it was a shit ton of fun, man Honestly, because my quota was pretty fair, right? And you you know, I, you we were playing together and right around together I could have easily met my quota Two, two better drives, right, and two better approach shots. I'm definitely meeting my quota, right, because I wasn't putting bad yesterday. Um, I knocked down like a couple of 10, 15 putts, you know, so I felt good about my putting. It's just getting to there <laughs> was a little bit of the issue, man. Um, but I got to work on some stuff that, that Coach Steve and I had talked about in practice. I felt good because some of the good shots that I hit were that, including the greenie. Um, oh yeah, that's with right the, you With got the 8-iron
1: a, a greenie in your debut Right um, um, You just you just beat Danny, bro Danny bro, had Bro, it was close it was, so, it was too close Like we had to measure, remeasure. We brought our range finders. <laughs> like we had to walk it out It was crazy
0: Record me doing this So we can get this official <laughs> It was wild It was wild, man But Danny was killing it out there, right? Because yeah. almost every part three we went to It was like, yo, Danny. whose name is that?
1: Danny Every part <laughs> Danny. three, Danny He was uh, on fire
0: But I, again, for the competition, right? I felt like it was very fair Right, very even. Um, anybody can go out there and, and have a a good day. Right, play to their best of their abilities and really put themselves in a the top three, top two position, and try to win that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm. it's it's very doable, dog. You know, it's very doable, man. And shout out to your brother, bro. He knocked it out, man. Shout out to Hobby. killed it, bro. The dub. Killed it, the, killed
1: he uh he put up two points over his quota. Yeah, and uh he took the win. He beat me. I I came in at one over my quota in and, the end.
0: And you hit some really good recovery shots, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I posted those online. Uh if you're not following, go follow Miami Golf Bros. Do it now. But um those were those were huge for me. And then the putts, bro, those two birdies that I had. I mean, the one the one on 17 on the par three was huge because at that point I was three points away from my quota. Correct. And then all of a sudden on one putt. I I go one over my quota in one putt. Yeah, and two a, shots, dog, like
0: crazy. It's crazy because if you think about it, Joel, you really didn't play about round, right? I could have played better, but yes, overall. Good round. Decent round. Right? Decent round. For my um, game. Especially when, when we're watching Obi fucking rip 300 yard drives Broly. over and over and over again, you know? That guy's an animal, guy's bro. He hasn't played in like four months. Surprised he didn't knock anybody out that was playing in front of us, though.
1: Doesn't play in four months and comes out first hole of the day. Firing. Eagles.
0: Fire Eagles on his freaking first hole, dog. Three shots into the day. Hits a bomb of a drive, right? Yeah. Easily 315. Has maybe a 30, 40-yard shot uh, to get onto the green itself. And as I'm walking up to the green, he's like, yo, so I can not see, you know, the hole. Where is it at? And I'm like, can you see this brown patch right here? He's like, yeah. All right. That's about 10 yards to the right. That's where the flag is, and that's where the hole is going to be. Sure enough, as I'm walking down the hill, right, boop, he hits it. Like butter, baby. It's a little backward action. Right was, in, dog. It was beautiful, dude.
1: So, And then Frank followed up with a birdie. I mean, it was vibe yesterday, dog. Out the gate.
0: A, a long-ass 40-foot almost birdie, dog. On a declining hill. You know what I mean? Tough, tough putt. And Frank knocked it down. Again, everybody played well. Well enough to their abilities. Enough to really compete in the Shankaholics. You know what I mean? So it's, it's definitely... Something that I want to continue to do, and obviously more people are going to join, man, because it's a, it's a good little time out there, man, yeah, with man, the boys.
1: I can't wait. Next month's going to be a great time.
0: Absolutely. Um, real quick, I wanted to get your, your thoughts on the Dolphins because we talked about it off air, but I want to get them officially uh, on wax. Vic Fangio is done. We make a signing. He brings over... Uh, uh, well-known to his system, right, uh, assistant. He's going to be the D-line coach or the defensive back coach, I think?
1: Uh, Yeah, and we're, I think we're talking about Ronaldo Hill? Yes. Okay, yeah, former Dolphin himself. Yes. Uh, he played with us back in 2007, 2008. Uh, he's coming back now after one year as uh, the Chargers defensive coordinator. He worked with Fangio over in um, Denver and uh, I think in Chicago as well. So, you know, they have a good relationship. And he's coming over here to work and be, you know, part of this coaching staff.
0: Which it's wild that he got called. And, well, you know, people would be like, oh, you're downgrading from that job position. But, you know, when you're, when you get to be part of a system that's super successful and your name is attached to it, you want to do that, right? So if he can come in and be part of a defense that's in the best in the NFL or a top three defense in the NFL, top five, his name is automatically going to be attached to the success, which, Leads to better jobs, leads to better opportunities. Um, I, I like that is already getting to work. It shows that he has a clear vision of what needs to be addressed on this defense in order to make it that. Because um I was telling one of my uh, wife's co-workers the other day. Shout out to the homie Len, he's killing it. Um I was telling him, this dude is coming in with a lot of pressure. He has to come in and perform and really make this defense stand out incredibly from anything it's been in the last 10 years because of the talent that we have. This is one of the most talented defenses that we've seen, right? Since that mid nineties, early 2000, where we had Zach shout out to him making the hall of fame, right? We had uh, Jason Taylor, young trace Armstrong, the vet, Gardner. We had a bunch of people Sertan, on defense. Sertan and Madison on both sides. You feel me? The, the defense was super talented everywhere you looked. This defense is getting there, right? We just didn't have that one little hole where we don't have a standout player in that linebacker position. We have standout players on the D line, standout players on the defensive back, but that middle linebacker, linebacker core doesn't have that standout player. Hopefully we get to, you know, sign one, um, draft one, see how it goes, right? Even though we're not drafting in the first round. I think that pressure is going to lead to his success and work out for the Dolphins, which allows Mike McDaniels to open up about three to five more pages on offense because he's going to have the ball more. Uh, He'll be potentially playing with better field position on offense where he can put the, the team out there to score touchdowns like we saw them do steadily in the beginning of the season. The one key factor in that is Tua. You know How does he look? Uh, I heard some rumors on, on Twitter, you know, or I saw some Twitter, it's not heard, but I, I saw some Twitter rumors like, oh, they're bringing, they're going to try to bring back Teddy B or, you know, sign a high profile backup quarterback. And in my mind, it's like, if it's not two, it's, it's nothing. Because if we're talking about signing a good backup to play three to four games at this point with the experience that Skyler took, on this year right both starting in the middle of the game somebody getting knocked out and having a week to prepare right for a playoff opponent he's very well capable of doing a backups job and truth be told none of our backups have really stood out in any opportunity given that is worth paying that extra money I'd rather have the kid back there who's, you know, relatively cheap, not in, continue to invest in that position. But I'd rather invest in the protection of the guy that we have to keep standing up, which is the guy who makes it run. It's two, you know, I'd rather throw that extra three million dollars, whatever it is, that would go to that signing into the O-line because we got to fix that. You know, we got to fix that. And we're probably going to lose Gusecki, too. So no, that's we a, definitely are losing him. Yeah, Yeah, we we do need to fix that right side of the line immediately. Immediately, especially if we end up putting a blocking type tight end there. Need to shore that up. Need to keep this guy standing up. Uh, It's going to be an interesting offseason. Like I said, I think Vic Fangio knows what he has to do here in order to make this defense be one of the best. Got to get a linebacker, like we said, and find some defensive backs that can continue to play even though one of your main guys go down. Because Cater, Cater, Kehu did a great job of filling in, being a undrafted type rookie and having to come in and do his thing from the word get, you know, played really well. But we can't just depend on him. Nick Needleman, what's his, his future going to look like? Yeah. A lot of question marks A lot of question marks A lot of question marks But uh, Yeah I'm I'm interested to see What we do man Yeah It's just good to to know We we have a
1: a, a different You know Leader on that The the defense You know Vic Fangio coming in uh, Been in the league For 39 years You know what I mean Defensive specialist Mm -hmm. and then with the tools that we have for him you know he's he's had he coached brad chubb in denver already right has a relationship with him and then he pair him up with a guy like jalen phillips and christian wilkins right i mean we go on and on about these same guys but it's like we we can't wait to see what kind of schemes he can kind of draw up for them and if he has his guys coming over here i mean that that means people are believing in this dolphins team for sure and we're 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 just getting that much closer to being a playoff contender
0: uh, uh, not necessarily, not necessarily a playoff contender, but more in the sense of like a serious playoff winner, right? We got to win a playoff series, get to the second round, beat another team, or or you know what I'm saying, and make it that type of run for teams to take us to that, that series or so the rest of the NFL. Let me say, but. We do have the pieces in place. We know that this is a short-term project. This is not a seven-year project. This is a three to four-year project because a lot of the guys that we have are either on a rookie deal that expires in a year and a half. Tua, Wilkins, uh, Jalen Phillips, like guys that we're gonna have to pay or make. Javon Holland. Javon Holland. Decisions are gonna have to be made as far as the salary cap. Jalen Waddle. Yo. Two years, shit is gonna get did really you say interesting. You nah, I didn't, but oh, okay. that's another name. In two years, shit is gonna get very interesting as far for as sure. money goes for, for the sure, Dolphins. For sure. Gotta figure it out now, ASAP. Let's let's get into the Heat real quick, man, because they enjoyed All Star Weekend. I enjoyed a part of All Star Weekend. Did you, dog? Don't you be part? real.
1: Keep it 100 with me.
0: Man, I did because of the storyline with the kid who won the
1: McClung was the highlight of the weekend.
0: For sure. And then I, I like to see hero competing in like Garbage. the three point but he didn't do that great 18 points well nothing to right home about basura <laughs> yeah basura. It was disappointing what made me most happy is that jimmy didn't go right he wasn't selected this year to be an all-star that's cool whatever we know he's the mvp of our team right um and he got to rest and get his mind and body right for the second half of the season along with another a couple of the other guys I felt happy that Bam was getting the the love and respect that he deserves on a national spotlight, right? Because when he was playing, they had to talk about him. But other than that, we didn't really get anything out of that All-Star Weekend except a nice break for the guys who need it. That's it,
1: and that's what it's become. Uh, I think Jalen Brown from the Celtics put it best when he was interviewed. He said, this is just a glorified layup line. Right. And that's absolutely true. We're not seeing the best of the best Do what we what the all star game was intended for, which was put the best guys in the league on two different teams, West Coast versus East Coast, and let them ball out for real, right? Forget the injury, you know what I mean? Like, what, like, you don't really get injured like that regularly, dog. Like, I get it, you don't want to get in something like that, you're doing it for charity or it's for fun or whatever. But it's like, what if we really had an opportunity to see these same guys but compete? On the same team against each other at a high level, what would that be like? You know, how much more exciting would that be?
0: Hell yeah, man! It would be like a an Olympic style basketball game, but on steroids, right? Because that a the game is so international right now, including the stars that are playing in that game, right? But it would make it would still be high scoring because you are talking about the best of the best, dog. You know what I mean, like. Joker can run the pick and roll with any one of these guys that are on the floor with him at any moment. And those guys are going to be able to knock down a three from a very high clip. That, that game is still going to be high scoring, but at least it'll look like a basketball game. It won't look like these guys are just eating shit in a gym. Yeah. Not a product that the NBA should be serving. You know, especially when you have so much young talent like they do have let them dudes play, man. They played against each other in high school or college. And and now in the pros, no, those, but I think that You gotta they, make that game Worth something Especially if you're paying Top dollar to be out there dog.
1: Yeah, no But I think that they do Make it a spectacle and everything Right before the All-Star game You got Post Malone And 21 Savage Doing the pregame show Who's your crowd Who are you targeting It's that That's literally Your yeah, demographic You know The the whole thing That they did this year With the draft The live draft Right before They pick the players And then they kind of Take a break And they come back and play And then that each, each quarter or half Or whatever Is worth a different amount True They're changing it up They're trying to do Something different You know They are I think they're doing it better than the NFL is.
0: That's for sure. Yeah, well, some would com- would rather watch the flag on f- the seven on seven than the basketball game. Um, if we're talking about the actual game, because
1: maybe, maybe after seeing this year's format, that's also new. That's what the NFL is now coming right to terms with. Is like we got to change it up since the the Pro Bowl wasn't working out. Um, but yeah. hands down, best All Star weekend
0: goes to the NBA for sure. Nope. Who's that? Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got, the, got the home run
1: derby first and foremost. You got a celebrity all
0: uh softball you game. Got a which celebrity is cool. softball,
1: which is straight, you know. But the the big thing is that well, not anymore, but at least back in the day it used to mean something. It used to mean home field advantage in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. It changed that now. But they still play. Like, they still play it out. It's not like pitchers are still throwing heat. Guys are still, you know, trying to strike people out. I think they changed that. But they still play all out because it's non-contact. Right. Basketball is not really a contact sport. So you're soft for not playing the game at a high level. Anyways, I digress.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, No, I'm with you, man. They got to do something to improve the quality of the game, right? At least let those dudes run plays and, and, you know, play against each other. Let them play against each other. That's all we want to see, you know. Uh, Back to the heat. They made some big news this weekend as well. Sunday, while we we're golfing, we got the, the notifications. Kevin Love completes the buyout from the Cleveland Cavaliers and intends on signing with the Heat, which he officially did a little bit of while, a little ago, um, officially in Miami with Miami Heat gear. Now, when when the news came across for me, it was like, damn, this is the low-key move that probably works out the best for the Heat because it's not the most threatening move but if it works, it has the, the highest potential of being important to how this team can go in the playoffs. We've been saying for a long time that we need a stretch for a guy who can stretch the floor, hit a couple of threes, still be a big body, defend, be able to get back and down and play, help Bam play against bigger guys. Right now, Kevin Love is averaging six and a half, 6.8 rebounds on the season. And this is a guy who hasn't played since January 24th. Excuse me. Man, i going to have to cut that out. But um, this is a dude that hasn't played since January 24th. And since then, since then, the, there's been a lot of speculation as to is he in shape? Can he do it? Can he not do it? Which is a big problem if the Heat say, hey, we're going to sign this guy right now and we're going to try to implement him into our immediate lineup because we're going to need that right we're going to need that guy to come in hit shots play some defense grab some rebounds and spell bam whenever we need to give bam a break can kevin love do it i think so i like this move better than the russell westbrook move than trying to trade for pennies on the dollar um because it theoretically it's the exact same position that we needed on. Like, there's no, just no other way to put it.
1: We've been saying we need a big, we need another big versus a small, a smaller guy. You know, you. That's why you didn't want Mitchell. You know, you wanted right. a bigger guy. We didn't get anybody in that whole deal. There was a lot of people moved around, and you know, now with the uh, you know after trade deadline, it's like, all right, you know, we're not really gonna make any moves. But lo and behold, there's a couple of buyouts that have been taking place including Russell Westbrooks, but instead the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Heat, <laughs> end up going with a different UCLA Bruin and Kevin Love. And it, it draws a couple questions because it's like, you know, number one, what can he bring to the table? And I think you just answered that, right? Right. Um, You know, he can stretch the floor. He can shoot the three defense. Um, you know, he isn't a past champion. Um, but then the question comes up, you know, his age, does that come into play? Is he, you know, Is he still able to produce at a high level? Do we need him to produce at a high level? Right. And then another thing is, um, at this point in the season, is Kevin Love the answer for the heat? Oof.
0: What what the hell? To
1: make it... Now, to go from a team that was you know going to be a middle seed yeah. to be able to, even if you're going to middle seed, can we contend now with still with the Brooklyn, with uh, the Knicks, with the, Knicks, with the Celtics? Right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can we compete I, with all those guys? I mean, I don't think Kevin Love.
0: I don't think it makes us uh, competitors with the Celtics. They're clear and outright the best team, right? We can match up with Philly now, right? We definitely can match up a little bit better with Philly now. Because, again, if we're talking about fourth quarter minutes, we can save Kevin Love in those other three quarters and say, all right, kid, get ready to play the last eight minutes here because we're going to go hard. We're going to go with our defensive unit lineup that can hit threes. If you think about what what else Kevin Love brings, right, something that I always feel is an important thing is his experience, his locker room presence, kind of calm things down in the locker room and be like, yo, this team is great. We're about to fucking go on a run right? Even though we had lost our two games heading into the All-Star break, I still felt like the Heat are always within reach, right? They're right there to to get the victory. And sometimes they let it slip. Having Kevin, live on the, uh, Kevin Love on the floor in the fourth quarter during the pouring crunch time, that's just another experienced player who says, I'm not going to get flustered. I may not be able to run the fastest, jump the highest, be the strongest, but my experience and my tempo is going to allow this team to operate a lot smoother. Now we can run the pick and roll with another guy because Kevin Love is a great passer and he can knock down shots. You know what I mean? So, like, we can run it with, bam, we can run it with Kevin Love. It's it's very interesting, again, the, the dynamic that he brings to this offense and defense currently. You look like you want to say something, Doug.
1: No, no, no. Uh, I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm really intending to listen. But, yeah, I I, <laughs> I agree, man. I know that there's been some questions as far as, you know, it, it, is this the right move? You know, I think he fans are, are, you know, really concerned with, is this the guy out of all the moves that got made this season, all the players that got swapped around different teams, we end up with Kevin Love, you know, nobody really ever saw coming, but it kind of does make sense. You know, short term, we're not trying to sign Kevin, 34-year-old Kevin Love to a long-term deal. We need something right now. We needed a big man. We needed a four to help him, Right, and we're getting, you know a guy that, that I think still has like, Pat Riley would probably look at him and say that guy is still has some good miles on him. You know what I mean? Like sure. He, we can still get a lot out of
0: Kevin love, especially to what you just noted. So
1: I don't know, man, I'm excited where there's also the talks of Cody Zeller as well. I don't know if you've heard anything else about that.
0: I haven't yet, but it's probably going to get announced by Wednesday. You know, that way he can be here, sign with the team and but, then practice before we play on Friday.
1: That's another big right there. That's two, you know, an acquisition of two bigs in one week, something we haven't done in the last two seasons.
0: And not only the, not just a big buy, Body, right. It's what the big body can do for us. Right. Cody Zeller's another guy who can hit corner threes. Right. When you leave him out there and you don't cover him, he can hit a three pointer for you and his presence of clogging up the paint where you don't need Bam to be down there to grab a defensive rebound. If he's defending the wing player or, or letting him put up a shot. Right. Defending a shot. And Bam's not in the paint to grab the rebound. Instead of like a center going up against Jimmy, I'd rather Cody or Kevin be the guy trying to get that rebound. Right, Russell Westbrook probably wouldn't get that rebound. John Wall probably wouldn't get that rebound. Any one of those other type of guards, Donald Mitchell probably is not getting that rebound, especially after defensive type work of a 24-second shot clock. I, I trust in that type of framework because those guys have done it. We've seen Cody be, being on other playoff teams and support and do his job. I think he can do that to a T for us. And I feel like Kevin Love has been the type of player that we were looking for. The only difference is that now we only need him for, what, another 25 games, 30 games? I think he can do that. I think he can handle that pressure, right? He's almost the same age as Russell Westbrook anyway, so we don't know what type of condition he's in, but if he's in any type of good condition he's going to be a plus, dog. There's no way he's going to be a minus because we know what a minus looks like on this team.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there's definitely a lot of upside. And, and yeah, going back to Zeller too, He, you have uh, here on the notes, he, he, he was teammates with Oladipo in Indiana, which I forgot about. Yeah. So dog. we already have that chemistry in Oladipo. We saw how well he's been able to mesh with the Heat culture. That should, you know, bode well for, you know, potential, potentially signing
0: Cody Zeller. Come into his locker room, hold us down. Now, again, if we're talking about a second unit, if we're talking about a first defensive unit, Kevin Love is playing with Bam and Jimmy, right? We'll have Hero on the floor, and then you give me a combo guard, any one of them, right? Uh, Strews, more than likely. That defensive five is nasty. Pretty good defensive five right there, right? It may not offer a lot of firepower, but you got a good defensive five. Now, if you're talking about a playoff lineup with a, or a second unit lineup for the playoffs, I feel comfortable with Victor Oladipo and Cody Zeller running the same play of the pick and roll because Cody's going to be able to hit a couple of those jump shots. That's what he, he can do.
1: You don't like Depot in the starting lineup? <sighs> I was kind of shocked that you didn't throw him in there, actually, that like you threw Struess in there over him.
0: <sighs> the problem with Oladipo for me is Consistency. I thought he was going to be better consistently than Struz. Struz has been struggling as of late, but I thought he was going to be head and shoulders better than all of the rest of the guards. Struz has been struggling all season. Because cause of what we've seen him do. We know what type of player he is. We don't put that expectation on Struis like that. That expectation is definitely on Victor Oladipo. No, I think it's on Struis too from Heath I get fans. it. We've but, seen him do it at who, a high
1: level in the playoffs. So it's like, where has that been this year? His three is game changing. And it's like, we
0: haven't really seen that from him this year. We can say the same thing about Hero, right? But we got, but then we look at Hero and he's a 20-point scorer. Correct. That's and, why I don't say it about Hero. Man, I get you. But um, with with the Victor Oladipo and Struess thing, I just think that one comes with a bigger expectation, which I, because of the money, because of who he is, the name and, and, and what we were expecting from you. we were, I feel like we already got the most out of Max Drews, not just this season, like as his career, it's not like he's going to turn into some super guard, right? And become one of the top 25 players in the NBA. We, we know that's not happening. Victor Oladipo was supposed to be one of those type of guys. And that was one of the big things in us getting him here, right? To say, we want to see you get back to that form. He hasn't gotten there, in my opinion. Close to it, not yet. No, but he has. He's, how much more time does he need?
1: I mean, we got to the, the, the. How much time is he going to get? Is the the rest of the seed season to prove True. it? You know, and the playoffs. Exactly. You know, that's just, that's what I mean. The rest of our season, as we know it, you know, because he's right now averaging, I think, what eleven points a game, right? Three and a half rebounds, three assists, and shooting forty percent from the field.
0: What's he done in his last
1: ten games? Does it have it? No, I don't have that in front All of right. me But it's you know, it's no, those numbers don't stand out. But I think there's also value in this defense that he brings to the table, which. Which was why I raised the point. You know, just a question: Why wouldn't you want him in there? As far as you know, that defensive
0: percentage-wise, the the percentage-wise, probably says to put Stroo in there as a better three-point shooter, mm-hmm. percentage-wise, right?
1: But the, that's offense. I was. I, was, we had talked, I get it, we but, had but defensively. defensively,
0: they're they're on the same level. Maybe Victor has them by a little bit. That, know, that's all. That's all my point was. A little bit defensively, but I, I, it's not enough to separate. You know. Sure. Well, um, when do we play again? I know. I mean, he, well, we got a tough stretch. If I'm being honest, dog, like, we playing in Milwaukee on Friday, right? We don't know if uh, Giannis yeah, is gonna play. Yeah, we don't play till Friday. We don't play till Friday. I don't think the NBA kicks off again until. Thursday, but don't quote me. Um I don't have the NBA schedule. I'm sorry. I'm looking at something else. Um Saturday we play back to back Friday, Saturday Char- Saturday at Charlotte before coming home on Monday while we record against Philadelphia. Tough opponents, dog. <laughs> you know, tough opponents. The Heat are currently 32 and 27, 7th in the East, half a game behind the the Knicks, the hated Knicks. Um got to get at least two of these victories on the road. Which <laughs> ones, we know. you know what I'm saying like fuck they're hard to come by they're hard to come by and and I don't see us really kicking off the 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 rest of the season like that you know um Milwaukee we know how great of a team they have right when Giannis is on and he's playing that's always a matchup especially equal to how Bam is playing and then you talk about Charlotte a team that's not Having a really good season. They only got 17 wins. But those type of teams always trip us up, especially on the road where we're leading in the third quarter. And then fourth quarter comes around, nobody can hit a shot no more. And it's like, what the hell just happened? How do we lose to one of these whack-ass teams? Lose all momentum going into the the game every time. Yeah. Two-game losing streak, got to break that. So if you're going to win an important game, you got to win the game against Milwaukee because it just— Keeps you in the race for that sixth position, right? And keeps the division wins up. It keeps the, not the division, the conference wins up. Better record. And then beating Charlotte, which is a bad team, should be able to make it two in a row before coming home and facing Philadelphia. Possibly be able to gain some ground on them too. Can the Heat win win three in a row? So-so says. Yes. Oof. All right. Impress me, man. I'm giving this team an opportunity to impress me. I, re- I really want to see what Kevin Love does on, on, on this team, man. Will he be playing this Absolutely. Friday? Absolutely. I'm okay. Sure. He so. signed today to get – because everybody's coming back by tomorrow, so uh, by Tuesday. So today is Monday. He signs. He's in the office, gets to work out a little bit, get familiarized with the building and the arena, right, his route from where he's going to be living. And then Tuesday, everybody's reporting for practice, or at least coming home. So if you know that Jimmy says, "Hey, guess what? We're gonna go practice with Kevin Love," everybody showing up to the gym to practice with Kevin Love. Hopefully, we see him this weekend, man. Yeah, man. I'd like to see Cody's signed too like, by Wednesday. If we can get that guy in by Wednesday, I would love to see him. You know, play against Milwaukee in a in a backup unit role type scenario.
1: Well, just uh, something I was looking at earlier when you, you said, I thought I you, you want, I wanted to say something. Caught my <laughs> attention is um, Milwaukee actually just signed the next Heat player. Who's that? Myers Leonard. Uh, whatever. I know. I just thought it was interesting.
0: It is quite interesting. He's I'm been he have been on
1: a two year hiatus after he made you know some some dumbass comments. comments. Yeah. Uh, so, um.
0: Yeah. Good luck, man. Good luck, good luck to him <laughs> good luck to him man good luck to him man you know he's he's gonna need it um panthers need our good luck too bro they definitely need it
1: no i've kind of fallen off on our on our cats yeah man me too Knottles. man
0: they they had some momentum like going into all-star break uh we didn't talk about them last week because they had lost so many close games and it was like well these panthers are, are pretty much back to their number one thing right being inconsistent And, you know, recently when I was checking them out this weekend, obviously there's no NBA. I'm watching their games a lot more and they've won two out of the last three games. Now, granted, the one game they got, they lost, they got shellacked by, by Washington, you know, seven to three, weren't really even in that game. But, you know, at, at least they're back in the wild card right and they're leading the wild card they're up uh one game or half a game on pittsburgh right now uh but this this team is like seriously falling off from where it used to be right they're 29 25 and 6 this season that means they have six overtime losses um barely 500 right for a team that has so much talent currently one point ahead like i said of of pittsburgh in the wild card for that first spot um yeah, just, just weird to see them, you know, because again, the guys are performing. Carter Verhage has 30 goals on the season. Uh, Matthew Kachuk is right behind him with 26. Uh, Kachuk is leading the team with, I believe, 38 assists, killing it. You know, most points on the team, talent is there. Barkov, 16 goals, right? Playing well. Reinhardt playing well, 21 goals. Um, just, just stuff that that you would look at and be like, wow, this team should definitely better, than, be better than what the record states. And, and it's just the inconsistencies that kills this team. Dog. You win against the Capitals 6-3, right? Um, like I said, uh, it was important because, you know, they're also in that hunt of the playoff wildcard spot. Um, Washington, that is. And we get them, we beat them, get, jump ahead in the standings, right? Win 6-3, very impressive. But then you follow that up with the Shalakin at Nashville, excuse me, 7-3. to three. And you're not even in that game, you know, went down three or two in the first and it was a wrap. What's going on with our goalies, dog?
1: Why are we giving up so, so many
0: goals this season? I used to think that it was the defensive line, but I just, maybe there's a lack of confidence. I know that uh, big ball's been hurt, you know, and for whatever reason, Spencer Knight just doesn't have that same flair that he, that he came in with last year.
1: Two years ago, I think, right?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's been a year and a half that he's been with the team, right? Because we brought him up towards the second half of the of that season that you're talking about. So then last year was his first full season as a sure. backup, and and then just this year just has fallen off, man. And I don't know if it's a lack of concentration, maybe the pressure is getting to him, but we, you know, that's tough to to, win a, tough to, to win a
1: game six to three on the road, and then bounce back the next night and lose seven to three. It's like that's a d- taste of your own medicine, right there,
0: dog. Absolutely, and you're still negative one on the goal differential, yeah. right? Because you're like, damn, they, correlatively, they scored more than we did. Than we did, right? You, you, you can't say, damn, we're a team that should be taken serious. Like on paper, would suggest than what the results are showing you. Because even when you watch Panthers hockey, dog, you know that there's gonna be a goal, a bunch of goals, either for the Panthers or <laughs> against the Panthers. It's fucked up to say it like that, dog, but that's how it's been for these past couple of teams. Because look, even today they they were playing today in the midday game, President's Day, right? And yo, shout out to the presidents, dog. Yeah, for real. Shout out to all the presidents, dog—the whack ones and the good ones, yeah, old ones and the new ones—and Um and have a lead lose the lead no the go down in the first period yet again one zip come back in the second play really well go into the third go down come back to tie it, and then win it in overtime 4-3 just to fight to get that freaking extra point dog
1: barely winning
0: barely winning winning dog. but barely barely you know that's not that's not a team that is really going to make noise in the playoffs now we're struggling right now to keep up with the rest of the league what 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 the hell is the GM gonna do? What is the hell is zero gonna do? Because he made the coaching change. You can't change coaches again. Nah, and
1: he has a winning record right now. You know, granted, it's not a fantastic record, but you know, he's 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 still you know not six feet, but been you know under underground right now. He still has some
0: some room. Nah, it can't it can't it can't be like that, dog. It, it can't, can't be. be like
1: unfortunately, that. but that's that's what it is. You know, we gotta we gotta either you know see what he does with the rest of the season before we make a decision. Or you know
0: somebody has try to not Some know. Somebody has to get traded, fired. Some some be a trade. When's the trade deadline? Do we know? Nah, I think it's happening right now because I saw a couple of trades being announced for other teams. I saw the Rangers made a move. Um, the Capitals also made a move. Uh, I haven't seen the Panthers make a move. So. Does, does that, does the GM look at it, Zito look at it and say, I've already invested in this team. What else? That's what what I
1: was thinking. What else do
0: you want me to do, Doc? Right. (laughs) You want me to get the world's greatest goalie tambien, Doc? Like, figure it out, bro. You got the team. You got the team here. We
1: know what they can do. Look at the last two seasons.
0: There's, there's no excuses, Doc. There's no excuses for, for how bad this team has been this season. Right. You know, they, they just have to own up to sucking, pretty much, dog. That's what it comes down to, dog. Mm. And they got a little, of, uh, little bit of a rough schedule because now they play Buffalo <laughs> and then follow it up with Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to play the Lightning. <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Oh, you know? my God. But they have their next, what, like seven to eight games at home? You know, they only really have to go. Look at that. A whole month of February, of March is pretty much going to be at home. Yeah, baby, we're ready to another game. Maybe if they start winning, I want to <laughs> wear my Panther shirt, guys. Let's get it together. We
1: know I want to wear my hat. We know, Bro, I looked know. at it
0: today and I was like, oh, that's right. These guys suck.
1: Maybe we'll go to a game. We'll see if there's a good game. Maybe against a shitty opponent so that we
0: have a better chance of winning. I'm looking at some tickets right now. We can do it. <laughs> we can do it. You know me, dog. I'm uh, always man, about
1: it. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we, we see some better hockey here.
0: You know what's a game we should go to if you can this weekend? Who's playing? UM-FSU, papo. That's this weekend? Yes, what sir. Day? It's Saturday. Oof! They,
1: they're what time? They're we'll day. talk.
0: Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. There's a, there's a what game. time is the game? Uh, I think it's uh, two o'clock. It's a day game. It's a day game. They're always a, a, a day game on Saturday. It's uh, like a lot easier.
1: We'll talk after the show. We'll talk.
0: We'll talk. We'll talk. But uh, um,
1: damn! So playing FSU. Yeah. What are we I mean
0: FSU sucks though? So we're gonna go out there and see a blowout this sure, year.
1: Sure, sure. What are we ranked right now though? I know last time we were climbing, last time we got together. Well, game we game. were
0: fifteenth the last time we recorded, right? These I guys I think we were nineteenth trending to fifteenth. No, we no, we were no, we were fifteenth in the coach in the AP and like thirteen in the coaches poll, right? That's what it was. Okay. And then we obviously have impressive wins, right? We beat Wake Forest at home on Saturday. Um now we're what, fifteen or sixteen and oh at home this season, which is crazy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this, this team has really ripped off six victories, impressive victories in the ACC, imp- improving their record to 13 and four, right? Really solidifying, solidifying themselves as a serious contender in this year's tournament, Doc. And not only a serious contender in this year's tournament, a serious contender for ACC dominance, right? Because, uh, for everything that Virginia has done, we see the rankings come out this, e- this week and the Hurricanes jumped up to number 11. In the AP, you know, that's a, that's a big leap to do in, especially in the top 15, because yeah, at that point, like you're, you're talking about the best of the best of the conferences, right? Where each conference has maybe two or three really good teams that have a bunch of success in the season are going and are looking to knock each other out of the, of the NCAA tournament. The Kings are being talked about like that, dog. Like the last bracket that I saw them in, they were a fifth seed. This Hurricanes team. A fifth seed. That's already a that would already be a three seed improvement or a four seed improvement from last year's team, which was pretty good and made the elite eight. Did you say that we were eleven in the AP? I believe so. I saw it on. They posted it on their Instagram today. I'm looking at it now on
1: on CBS Sports. It says we're 13th. Previous mm-hmm. was 15. Now we're 13 behind uh, Gonzaga and Tennessee and Marquette. Those are 12, 11, and 10. Um. So I, I, I might have the wrong one, though. Uh, it says like six hours ago for AP Top 25. But anyways, I mean, we're getting closer to that, that top 10. It doesn't seem, though, like, you know, unless something crazy happens for people ahead of us, that won't break the top 10 before the tournament.
0: Just got to keep winning, really, right? And show that dominance that they've been able to do at home, you know? Showing that dominance that they've been able to do at home is has really been key, Yeah, you see, it says the USA Today Sports, excuse me, has ranked 11th. So, yeah, you're right. This team is really being acknowledged by the nation as a serious threat to everybody else because we really do have a defensive type team um it's not the best in the ACC we've had to we had that stumble in those first 11 games of the ACC where we had a little bit of a identity crisis right because we we had a really good out of confidence schedule and we got some good confidence wins through that but then when ACC play started we weren't as focused as we are right now a six game winning six game winning streak dog that's not easy. Straight conference play, right? Dominating at home, not losing a game at home, and then going on the road to beat teams like um, North Carolina and stuff like that. Like, come on, dog. We've we're seeing an evolution of this basketball program, and it's and it's happening between before our very eyes. Like, scary to see, man. Well,
1: we got stars, man. We got some kids that are that are doing really really well this season.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, Isaiah Wong, bro. I'm so glad that he came back this year because. The night that we went to see him live, he didn't necessarily have his best game against no, Duke. He, he still ended up with 10 night. points. Yep. You know what I mean? Wasn't nothing to write home about that day. And he still came up with 10 points. Uh, this game against uh, Wake Forest at home on this past Saturday, uh, dropped 27 points, nine of 16 from the field, including seven of nine from the free throw line, just making clutch after clutch basket. And, uh, Nigel Pacman wasn't going to be outdone that day, dog. He had 24 points himself. Killed it from beyond the three, 50%, four of eight. And, you know, made two his two free throws just to kind of push the offense forward because it it doesn't necessarily mean that this team is going to always win offensively. Even though they are number one in points per game in the ACC, uh, I think they average about 79.7 points. uh, Number one in field goal percentage are at 48%. Third in point differential plus 8.5. That means that not only are they winning, they're usually winning with space and room. We saw it against Duke. Duke started to make a little comeback. We're gonna push away. We saw it against North Carolina. North Carolina started to make a little second run in the in the second half. Push them away. Hey, we're gonna win this game by nine. We're gonna win this game by ten.
1: Definitely all the ingredients to be a top five seed.
0: Dude. And 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 believe it or not, that's actually probably the best. Because now you get to feast on these other teams, right, that are middle of the pack. You can go out there knowing that you're better than them and you can go out there and feel confident like, all right, we can beat these guys in advance. Beat these guys in advance. And now the only real testament or test of a game would be against a number one seed, a number two seed, or a team that knocked out a number one or two seed, right? So it kind of gives you a little bit more confidence, especially in tournament play. I think that if they do get a five or six or even potentially a top four seed, which is not crazy saying it, if they do that, they probably end up in the East region. If they end up in the East region, oh, man, get ready to travel, dog, because Hurricane (laughs) fans are going to be flooding wherever they're playing. Love it. Flooding it. Flooding it. Because, again, this is the, the birth of a program that is continuing to bring in talent and produce talent to win. Maybe they don't go on to the NBA, but you can see the development stage by stage, player by player on this program, and it's exciting Exciting to see, man. Um, thank you, NIL. Yeah, man. Thank you, NIL, bro, because now we got two amazing programs to look at, right? We got the football team and we got... The basketball team, even though the baseball team is, is looking like a real serious contender. And
1: the women's basketball team is Always. Proud.
0: Always. Crazy. It's crazy. But uh, for the Canes, like I said, they, they got a game on Saturday against FSU. But before that, uh, tough road test, right, against Virginia Tech. Tonight? Don't, no, uh, that's going to be on Tuesday. Well, yeah, tonight, by the time they're recording. Don't wake at me, punk. Can't even see it, dog. Uh, by the time they play th- uh, this on their headphones, yeah, we're going to be playing Virginia Tech. And that game is going to be important because you don't want to lose focus ahead of that FSU match, right? right. That's your rival. Yeah, you want to beat those guys. But you, you also got an important game against Virginia Tech. And uh, they've been... Huge game. And they've been kind of hot lately. One, two out of the last three. So you, you got to stay focused with these guys. I want to see how Coach L and the team respond to that. It's going right. to be great to watch, um, especially that there's not going to be any NBA. And I'm definitely not watching X, XFL. Uh, oh. <clears throat> hey. Yeah, I said it, dog. I said it. I'm not watching that shit. Um, and then to come home and play FSU, you know, rival, uh, beat the ass, finish the season undefeated at home would be really nice before they wrap up on the road against, I think, Clemson or Pittsburgh. I think it's Pittsburgh. Uh, should be nice, man. It should be nice. Oh, yeah, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the FSU game later
1: on yes, Saturday. Sir. Yes, sir. Let's talk yeah, about yeah.
0: that. Um yeah, let's wrap it up with a little bit of golf. We started it with golf, right? We might full as well circle. go full circle. Um, the it's Genesis circle. Open. so Hosted by Mr. Tiger Woods. Yes, sir. The big cat was back in action this week. The legend, man. And it was crazy to see him play so good, in our opinion, right? But to his level, was so bad. He missed so many easy puts that would have easily boosted him into the 25, top 25 of that tournament. Yeah,
1: but I think, you know, it being his first uh, action since the Open last year at St. Andrews, which we're talking over six months and his first PGA tournament in over two years. Um, since before he got hurt, you know, Genesis event, you know, uh, two years ago or whatever, Uh, makes the cut. You know, he kind of teeters on the cut after the second day. Kind of had a a, a kind of a shaky round, the second round, and you know, barely makes the cut after the round finishes on Saturday morning. Actually, round two didn't finish till Saturday morning because of the rain and shit. And then he ends up making the cut at plus one, and then he goes out and he has a day, great on Saturday, dog. Like it was old Tiger, Dropped but yes.
0: Three ten foot putts
1: in that round. Yeah. Um, but it was uh it was the putter. The putter didn't cooperate the other days, you know, including nah. Sunday. Sunday wasn't, you know, wasn't great either. But it was just nice to see Tiger out there. He hosts the event. It's Tiger, he's he's playing, he's gonna have eyeballs on him. The galleries were huge, you know. Yeah. You would think it was a major huge. tournament. But, you know, besides the big cat being back, what a hell of a tournament, dog. Bro,
0: bro. Um I was really impressed by how Mitchell kept his head from the third round to the to the final round, right, and stayed in contention. He kind of like saw it as a possibility and then say whatever he said to himself was like, I'm going for it and I'm going to try to play with these big guys and try to get this dub. I commend him for that. We saw like we talked about. We saw him like when he felt fell off a little bit, he kind of got to him, but... He still ended up in a position where he's like, I did great and I finished off strong, right? He he made that final yeah, that he, final burden he, he, to he, give himself that fifth position.
1: He he did. He did uh he got himself solo fifth on that, but you know, he, he kinda gave up a few. You know, yeah. they, they, it was a conversation earlier in the day. It was like, all right, it's Rom, everybody's chasing Rom, you got Homer right behind him, the California kid, can he make the comeback? And then Mitchell was the next third, and then you know, he ends up getting a couple bogeys and kind of messes up, and then Catley is playing well behind. And he steps up. Jason Day, another guy that's been playing really well as of late. I think he ends up in in solo fourth. Yeah. Um, Zalatoris
0: shot a sixty four that round. Dog.
1: Zalatoris was playing well that day too. I mean, you know, you had a lot of guys that were charging up the leaderboard on Sunday. Yeah. And then that back nine got interesting because then you know early on Rom drops a shot. All of a sudden, Um, you know, Homa is now in the lead. And then Homa makes a mistake, and Rom makes a, a bomb of a putt, and he ends up you know taking you know tying it back up and then sure enough he just kept his foot on the gas all the way through the end of the
0: tournament what's funny is that you and i were talking about or the guys we we were discussing it while we were putting right and we were like well who has the chance to catch john and and we were talking about it and i mentioned to you well holman looks like he's been playing well he might have the momentum behind him to make that interesting. And you were like, I don't know, you know, Ram was going to have to have a bad day. And if it OB- was just anybody else, I would have
1: agreed with you, but right? being but John Rahm, it's tough to bet against him It's right tough now. to
0: bet against him, but like like we were discussing, he left the door open a couple of times for Homer to get in there, you know, and, and follow up his bad, sh- um, Rahm's bad shot with a great shot by him. Yeah. And he missed those Changed opportunities. Yeah, he couldn't shift the momentum. He couldn't. And, and it sucked because, You know, it almost felt like he was going tit for tat for him, especially in those last four holes, right? He was definitely going tit for tat for him, but he never took advantage of that door being a little bit wide open. Tiger Woods would have fucking made at least three birdies in those last four holes because he would have said, Oh, this dude missed his drive left. I'm going to smack mine. Maybe... 300 yards, maybe not the full 325 that I could hit it, but I'm going to get it 300 yards down the middle of the fairway to put some extra pressure on his second shot.
1: No, and if you look at the other side of that, you know, if it was John Rahm in that position where, you know, like, because I'm thinking about one hole in particular and it was when John Rahm sprayed it to the to the, left, to the left. And then Homa immediately hits it into the trees and he has to hit it like another shot up by the green and try to get up and down for par. I think he ended up being a bogey on that hole yes. too. It was a mess. But you know, I think it's, if Homas you know hits a, that drive to the left that that Rom hits and Rom has to step up, I think Rom probably does capitalizes on that door being creaked open. Yeah, and man, John Rom is 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 on a tear right now, dog. He, He's that he, dude. He got the number one you know ranking again. Um, he said, "This is mine. I don't want anybody else having this." Scotty Scheffler, you know, nice win at the Waste Management, but I've won five out of my last eight starts on the PGA Tour. Oof. I mean, <laughs> dog, you can't. The, the, the how do you how three, do you go against that has, guy, dog? He has three wins already this season, this current season on the PGA. He's the fastest player to get three wins since Johnny Miller did it in, I think, 84, or 75, or some, somewhere in the, that year. I think it might have been 75 when Johnny Miller did it. Unbelievable, it's bro, unbelievable. what he's doing right now.
0: It's unbelievable. Jay, the this dude, dog, at his worst, was still championship level yesterday. He had a 69. Didn't play well. I mean, that's it, pretty good, though. Yeah, still yeah. A three but, but, round.
1: but for the world's number one, yeah, that's he, on on a Sunday, bro. That's, a, that's he, good. I think he he could have that. easily
0: shot a 65. You and I know that. If he plays really well, really, really well on that back nine, he shoots a 65, sure, 66, sure. right? Easy. And and because he is that dude, you know what I mean. And even at that level, where he's just a little bit off, still better than other guys. Best right to to go out there and get a nice championship man um love it man. Cool he tournament. has, that he, cool has tournament. that he
1: has that championship pedigree bro cool it's, tournament. It's, it's um tiger-esque yeah it really is what he's able to do man so i mean and the season's just started
0: oh it's gonna be great it's does john great. Rom win multiple majors this year i if i had to bet on it if we both had 100 bucks on the table and we had to bet on it, i would bet yes more than anybody else in the field what two majors, if you had to pick, what two majors do you think he wins? I think he wins the Masters. Wow. I think he wins the Masters. I, I told you earlier, dog, I, and I said it last week, I'm going to continue to ride this guy, dog. He is focused on dominating. Not being the world's number one, not winning a tournament here and there, he wants to dominate this season. He is locked in focus. And and that locked in focus is, again, the eye of the tiger, That guy's going to go out there and win big tournaments. So I think if he does win two majors, it's the Masters, and he probably wins the the U.S. The U.S. Open and the Masters. Yeah.
1: I'll say – I'll go out on a limb and say if he wins two this year, he'll win both the Opens, the U.S. Open and and, the the Open.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But – I just think that he's after the big stuff this yeah. this year, you know. Ah, he's
1: after it all, dog. He's yeah, after yeah, it yeah, all yeah. And, and anybody that's in his way is <laughs> he's going to get smoked. Okay. Yeah, dog. Real
0: quick before we wrap on the, on the golf, bro. What were your thoughts on Collins last you know, two rounds cuz it looked like he was going to be able to be in that top 10 and finish. Yeah. And, and and be in contention that final day and I mean, just didn't have it.
1: That's another guy that, you know, we could be talking about like this. How we're talking about, you know, um John Rahm and and uh and Scotty Scheffler and all these guys, but recently he hasn't he hasn't had his best game. He uh, he kind of fell apart at a tournament out in Hawaii. I think it was a Sony where he just had the lead like a six four six stroke league, and just gave it all up and completely like had a meltdown. But he closed out on Sunday four under in the last three holes. He went yeah. eagle. He went birdie eagle birdie to close out his day. So you know, and then I think you know he ended up moving up the leaderboard with that. He he ended up in the top ten, but. I mean, the kid has it too. You talk about a guy that can win multiple majors this year. It's it's Colin Morikawa too. He already has in his boat. Correct, and you know, there's there's no reason why he can't go out there to, this year and win the PGA Championship and you know the, the the US Open. True, you know he can do it. You know, Cantley. You saw your boy Cantley come in and backdoor a top five. I know you bro. were hating on that. Not shit. Not that I'm hating on him, bro. He's just a boring player. He he's is. not my favorite player to watch. But you see the guy, bro, like quietly, He's top five here. Yeah. he just backs in
0: every hey, day. Make way. Let me get my check, please.
1: Yeah, dog. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's exciting right now. There's a high level of play going on right now. Yeah. The PGA has stepped it up now because of the whole lift thing. And yeah. it's, it's only good for us, the fans.
0: Hey, man. I mean, look, you and I were talking about it that whole, that whole day yesterday. Even until today, right? We still do, got some detective work to figure out what the hell that shit is that we were, oh, we were trying yeah, to figure yeah. it out. But once we get it, you know, it's just going to intrigue us to watch it even more and, and, and see how it changes. And right? what that number means. And what that number means. man. Yeah, <laughs> golf. Off is fun and hard. Off is fun and hard, man. That's what Um, she said. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. That's also what she said. Hey (laughs) this guy's killing it. Off camera today. Um thank you guys. Uh guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> we will get to bleep that one. Yeah. Thank you, guys, for tuning in, as always. Um, if you haven't already, go to our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. We got some great interviews coming down the pipeline. We just locked one down with Lorenzo Medina. Shout out to the Giant Killer. Shout out to Jay at Goodfellas Barbershop and Javi. Uh, and go check that out, man. You got to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend. About this amazing podcast and where they can find it. Of course. Follow us on all those social medias, like I said earlier. And until next time. Peace.